0: The Real Investment Show. And welcome
1: back to this show this morning. I'm your host, Lance Roberts. It is, of course, uh, well, you know, Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Starting to work through the week already.
0: <laughs> Almost got that momentum going.
1: I know, right? Just slowly start to speed up here a bit. So let we'll think
0: about Tuesday. It's not Monday,
1: <laughs> right? But it's not Wednesday either. Well, it's true. So, uh, by the way, I heard Tim Tebow is going to come make a comeback into sports.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: Apparently, as a tight end, which he's never played before, ever. Mm-hmm. But they're going to bring him back. I think it's. Uh, and Russell can correct me. But I believe it's for the uh, Jaguars. Yeah, he's coming back to play. Okay, so cool. I mean, he's been out of the game here for a while, so mm-hmm. I'm just this is going to be kind of interesting. I know we're I know we have a shortage of employees going on right now. People yeah. are staying home to work. Has it gotten into the case of football as well?
0: <laughs> and and people are some people are screaming that they signed him, but they didn't sign Colin. Way. <laughs> what
1: are we you won't. doing? What are you doing over there? I've got tangles. <laughs> I'm just sitting, I'm sitting there going, I'm just not going to respond to that comment, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so, all right. So, on the website, we've got a new article out this morning beca- called, um, if, if Everybody Sees It, Is It Still a Bubble? This is kind of an interesting question because one of the things that, you know, you normally want to see Um, as a contrarian investor is when everybody is sure that something is not one way or the other. In other words, you want to kind of go against the crowd. That's the whole point of contrarian investing and, you know, putting money to work in areas everybody hates, right? Right now, everybody hates semiconductors and, you know, NASDAQ stocks, right? Might be an opportunity, right? Sort of talking about just a minute ago. Uh, but that's kind of the function of contrarian investing. So if contrarianism means being opposite of the crowd, if everybody sees the bubble, is it really a bubble, right? And so there was an interesting chart that was on uh, MarketWatch here recently, talking about the rising concern about a stock market bubble. And this was this is basically the Google search trends focusing on stock market bubble. And of course, you can you know it's uh, you know we're showing the chart on our on our uh, our live video stream now, but since 2016, the number of searches have been relatively flat until about 2020. They spiked up a little bit in 2020. And then, of course, as we got towards the end of 2020 and we got, you know, uh, the, the election was past us, then those fell off sharply um, into November and December and then began to spike dramatically over the course of, of just the last really five months, we went from basically ten on the index to over thirty, so very large jump. Now, the issue, of course, is this kind of brings us back to this idea: is that if it's a bubble, then and if everybody sees it, then it's probably not a bubble, and so you're probably you know fairly okay at this point. Um, but you know, if we look back throughout history, you know, there's been a consistent kind of run of bubbles. Throughout the markets, whether you know if we go back to the late '70s when we were having spiking inflation, you know we had we had a bubble in gold, um, and then in you know the nineteen early '1980s there was a bubble in the Japan uh, Japanese index called the Nikkei it had a huge spike in that, and then there was a bubble in Thailand of all places. <laughs> And then we had the the tech bubble in the late 90s. Uh, we had the housing bubble in 2007. We had a, a bubble in China in two, really kind of late 2008, early 2009. And then, you know, we've had this biotech bubble that occurred in between 2011 and 2015 and may not even realize that that, that it occurred yet. Uh, and then we've had really... Uh, over the last few years in particular, this this big bubble in disruptive technology, right? This whole shift that we've been talking about here recently, this whole shift to disruption. And, you know, this is by far the largest bubble of every bubble on record uh, in terms of looking at asset prices that run up abnormally and then crash. So when we take a look at these, you know, those are the, you know, there, there's certainly some evidence that there's a bubble in the market. I mean, take a look at crypt, what's going on with cryptocurrency, as etc. I mean, these new technologies, I mean, everybody's you know, you've got to be in it or you're missing out. And uh, Netflix is an it uh, just started a new series um, called Startup, which is an interesting idea because I just started, I just watched the first episode yesterday, and it's interesting because it's talking about. You know, I'm not far enough into it to tell you what the whole thing's about yet in like one episode. But the, the premise is basically you've got a guy that's laundering money for the mob and you've got a young girl that is starting up her own cryptocurrency. And the guy that's laundering money for the mob needs a way to basically launder his money. And an easy way to do that without it getting seized by the government, theoretically, is through a digital currency. So hence a startup. So, this
0: is like breaking bad with microchips. exactly there you go
1: <laughs> exactly
0: i'm sorry, sorry for the spoiler alert. Yeah,
1: exactly well I'm not sure we're quite that far along yet. I'm just you know Brian Cranston hasn't shown up just yet, so in his tidy whitey. <laughs> exactly, but you know. We'll see how this, how this all works out. But that's the idea, right? I mean, it's just we've had this massive bubble uh, over the course of the last really few years in this disruptive technology. And, you know, the question is what happens? Is this a new paradigm? Is this an actual bubble? Does it bust? You know, you know, these are the concerns that, you know, we certainly have to, to consider um, in this environment. And, you know, as we continue to kind of, of look through this structure and, and take a look at how investors are, are, are positioned and of course, how you know people are approaching the markets. This is something that is certainly a differentiator that we haven't seen before. And uh, there was an interesting um, quote in The Wall Street Journal that um, talking about how you know experienced investors are now deemed to be out of touch. With the markets, and we saw this recently at the the Warren Buffett presentation for the Berkshire Hathaway uh, shareholders meeting, and and he made uh, Charlie Munger made some comments about cryptocurrency. He was like, okay, boomer, right? I mean, they're just immediately dismissed. But here was a quote from the Wall Street Journal: "The big benefit of TikTok, which is one of these disruptive technologies, is it allows users to dole out and obtain information in short, easily digestible video bites, also called TikToks." And that can make unfamiliar, complex topics such as personal finance and investing more palatable to a younger audience with very short attention spans. Sorry, editorial uh, adjustment there. Uh, That advice runs the gamut from general information about home buying or retirement savings to specific stock picks and investment ideas. Here was the clincher of that paragraph. Rob Shields, a 22 year old self taught options trader who has more than 163,000 followers on TikTok, posts TikToks under the username Stock Genius on topics such as popular stocks to watch, how to find good stocks, and basic trading strategies. 22 year old self taught in one of the most complicated games on the planet, and 163,000 people taking advice from this person. And now, not necessarily saying that there's anything wrong with that, but, you know, we've been—when you have to think back here for just a second, this bull market, which has been fueled by a tremendous amount of Fed liquidity, zero interest rates, ultra-accommodative monetary policy, really everywhere you look, and just a literal flood of money coming into the markets— started in 2009 after the financial crisis. So we've had this 12-year-old bull market well entrenched in process here, and pretty much throwing money into the market at any point has been a profitable venture because of all the liquidity. And we've now trained an entire generation of investors that says, well, you know, hey, if the Fed's put if the Fed's back there, that's a guaranteed Fed put, so just as long as the Fed's involved, keep buying stocks has not been a wrong statement. 22 years old, do the math, subtract 12 for the bull market. He was 10 years old when the bull market started. Um, and, and there's, not, again, nothing wrong with this, but assuming that he is a self-taught options trader, you assume that he probably started when he's 18, so the last three years, uh, four years uh, in the markets, which have been a, a, just a liquidity-fueled dump. Uh, between cuts in taxes, as as well as just a massive amount of Fed liquidity. So experience is always an important teacher in these type of environments. And until you go through a bear market, you don't really understand how or where the risk in your investment strategy are. Um, you, you know, unfortunately for investing it is easy to cover up investing mistakes on the way up in a bull market. And yes, I know that sounds like an okay boomer statement. But (laughs) the point is, is that when markets are liquidity fueled, as they are now, and there's lots of speculation, you can make a lot of investing mistakes. You can buy stuff that shouldn't work, that does, simply because it's all going up at the same time. The question becomes is, or, or I should say, where the... Problems with your investment strategy are revealed are during a bear market. And that's where really a lot of these things really come home to roost, you know, very quickly. So, and and there's plenty of analogies, right, uh, that that really go on this. I mean, you know, take doggy coin. It was created as a joke and has no fundamental value. And, you know, this is... um, (laughs) <laughs> you know something that we have seen skyrocket twelve thousand percent this year, right? I mean, it's just gone straight up, and, um, it, and investors were making a lot of money. I saw I, I saw a video clip yesterday. It showed a, a line of Lamborghinis driving down the street. It was actually some Lamborghinis going onto a car show, right? But somebody filmed it and says, "Hey, it's all my dog, doggy coin buddies that just cashed in." Right? All right, we'll see, but. You know, investors are flocking to it simply because it's sharp rise. There's no other fundamental reason for buying it, but that's the attitude. That's what's going on within the index as a whole. So the problem becomes this issue of what happens ultimately in the markets. And just because everybody may see it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not a bubble. Be right back after the
0: break. Don't believe me, just watch. You're listening to the Real Investment Show. We're going for the best on our next Candid Coffee with Richard Rosso and Danny Ratliff, Saturday, May 22nd. The best accounts to save, the best accounts to invest. Investments are one thing. The vehicles you place them in can be quite another. Which are the best for you? Learn about the best types of accounts to save for health care, retirement, and emergency reserves on our next Candid Coffee with Ratliff and Rosso, Saturday, May 22nd. Register now at realinvestmentadvice.com. realinvestmentadvice.com.